takes it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Rice! Another spectacular stop! Broussard tees it up and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Thursday or Thanksgiving edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us today. Want to wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving and thank everybody for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Can't say the news is good, folks. The Islanders lost their seventh straight game last night, and to make it worse, they lost it to the New York Rangers. Final score, 4-1. to one. Seven straight losses for this Islanders team, and that is always difficult. But you know, what makes it even more difficult is how shorthanded this team is right now. They just don't have the horses to get the job done. We will break down this game, what the team did well, what the team needs to do better, and we'll talk about whether or not this game should have been played at all. I have to say, I got some questions about that, given the circumstances the Islanders are under. We've got uh, a great player an offensive-minded defenseman from the early 90s is our Islanders' birthday of the day, and we've got that and some more coming up on this Thanksgiving edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. If you've got something Islanders-related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, a topic that you'd like us to talk about, feel free to send us an email. The email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com, and if you leave your first name and where you're from, We're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter, at LockedOnIsles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter, at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I, and I'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings, and I am also live tweeting during almost every Islanders game, both home and road, so always great to interact with fans and listeners and uh, talk a little hockey and share observations about the game and feel free to ask questions. It's always great. So please follow along. Again, Ice Wars, NYRVSNYI is where I'm live tweeting every game. So a tough one, a four to one loss to the New York Rangers. And I'll tell you, for one period, for one period, This was a very even game, and I liked the way the Islanders came out. They came out physical. They, it it was almost like they understood, you know what, we're over, you know, we're outmanned in this game. We don't have our usual cast of characters, Uh, you know, nine players, not among those who started the season with the Islanders. You have a new injury, Noah Dobson, unavailable before the game uh, because of an injury, not because of COVID. We know Zdeno Chara now on the COVID list. And amazingly enough, uh, only one 
of the Islanders' top six defensemen played in this game, and that was Scott Mayfield. So when you break it all down, you knew the Islanders were going to have their hands full, and the Rangers are playing well lately. They have been hot. Uh, It was, you know, you knew Chris Kreider, and we talked about that on the preview crossover episode yesterday. You knew Chris Kreider was hot coming in. You knew it wasn't going to be a challenge. And yet, this team came out with the right attitude. You may beat us. We may not have as much talent on the ice as you do, but we're going to make you work for it. We're going to hit you. We're going to let you know you're in a game. And through the first period, all even. Zero, zero. Everything seemed to be okay. But to start the second period, To start the second period, six seconds in, Matthew Barzal called for hooking. And that penalty just changed the momentum of the game. Because 23 seconds later, Kreider with the the goal on the power play. Nice setup by former Islander Ryan Strom. And it was like the air kind of went out of the Islanders' tires. You get another goal later in the second period. And it really just seemed like giving up that goal, you know, as long as the game was tied, it seemed like this Islander team believed they could keep it that way. But as soon as they fell behind, you know, unfortunately, the confidence seemed to go out of the Islanders. And then, you know, one nothing, then 2 nothing later on in the period, And uh, in the third, again, to their credit, the Islanders don't give up. They get that one goal. And the the trivia question, who was the second Islander player to score a goal at the UBS Arena? Uh, If you would have been able to make that bet at betonline.ag before the season started, I don't know what kind of odds you would have had if you said it was Andy Andreoff, but you could have cashed in really big if you would have made that bet. Also, Otto Koivula drew, drew an assist, his first NHL point. So congratulations to Andreoff, congratulations to Koivula. But not enough. And typical of the Islanders during this losing streak, uh, essentially 20 seconds after the Andreoff goal, Kevin Rooney pots his second of the game. Another goal midway through the period by Kreider, and it's over. Same kind of thing, I think, really plaguing the Islanders. They did a good job in this game of being physical. They did a good job in this game of limiting the number of chances that the Rangers had. And the fact that the undermanned Islanders held the Rangers to just 21 shots on goal is an accomplishment, without question, for the Islanders' defense. And again, listen to who was playing on defense for the Islanders. Thomas Hickey, Sebastian Ajo, Grant Hutton, Robin Sallow, Paul Ledoux, and then Scott Mayfield was the only regular defenseman out there. When you have that many unknown guys in the lineup and you still manage to hold the opposition to 21 shots on goal, especially a team that can create scoring chances like the New York Rangers, I I think you have to at least take that as some semblance of an accomplishment. 
the big disappointment, the power play, 0 for 6 in this game. But then, you know, you think about it. No Anders Lee. No Brock Nelson. You know, so many guys missing. Uh, no Noah Dobson. He is a big part of the power play. Uh, so many guys just missing from this lineup. And, you know, difficult, difficult to sustain anything. Uh, as far as physicality goes, Cal Clutterbuck, eight hits. And yet, you know, gr- good playing there, 17 minutes and one second of ice time for Cal Clutterbuck. When was the last time Clutter got that much ice time? Casey Sezekis, almost 15 minutes on the ice. You know, when you're shorthanded the way the Islanders are, you don't want to play Andy Andreoff too much. You don't want to play Otto, uh, Otto Koivula too much. Uh, this is what happens. You end up, you know, getting more ice time for your normal fourth liners. But as... as sh- Undermanned as the Islanders were, the power play still fundamentally had to do more to create scoring chances. And they're just not doing it. They're not moving the puck as well. They're not going to the net. And you know what? Just keep shooting the puck. I I, I think that is the one takeaway that you have to come away with. Because, you know, we mentioned that the Islanders held the Rangers to 21 shots on goal. That's also the number of shots on goal the Islanders had, 21, but not as many high-quality opportunities against Igor Shosturkin as the Islanders ha- uh, Rangers had against Simeon Varlamov. So 4-1, to one, seven straight losses, not an easy situation. We're going to talk a little bit more about this game and also whether or not it should have been played at all. We have that, our Islanders' birthday of the day, and a whole lot more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. I love Thanksgiving, all the good food and treats and plenty of them, but maybe you want a yummy dessert that isn't so full of calories and sugar. Well, it's the perfect time for Built Bars. Built Bar is the new holiday dessert. You could feast on something delicious and feel good about it. One slice of pie has upward of 300 calories, and that's on the low end. But most Built Bars are only 130 calories. They have only 4 grams of sugar, and they pack plenty of protein. The bars are low-calorie, low-carb, low-fat, high in protein, and they're all covered in 100% chocolate. So, look forward to this holiday season. There'll be new surprises all throughout the month of November. Limited time flavors arriving at Built.com regularly, so check the site often. And there's nothing like a Built Bar Black Friday. It's coming up this week. Mark your calendar. Black Friday, a huge event with all sorts of surprises. So go to Built.com. You use the promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. So I saw a report on Twitter, not sure how accurate it is, that the Islanders asked to postpone tonight's or last night's game. Whether that is true or not, I think it is something that the NHL should have considered. And think about why. Think about why. First of all, obviously, if you're the National Hockey League, you want to put a competitive product on the ice. That goes without saying. But let's get beyond that. 
the first obvious reason is you have to play, you know, there has to be a, a, a relatively level playing field here. Now, when the Ottawa Senators had either nine or ten players and a coach also on the COVID list, they shut that team down for a few days and canceled, I think it was three games, if I'm not mistaken. You know, this Islanders team now has, I believe it's seven players on the COVID list. You add three players who are dealing with some serious, you know, injuries and out of the lineup, uh, you know, that that would be right now uh, Ryan Pulak out with an injury, Brock Nelson out with an injury, Noah Dobson out with an injury. Uh, so you have that aspect of it, that it, it, the game really isn't going to be competitive under those circumstances. And, you know, you look at the defensemen, five of the six defensemen started this season in the AHL. Uh, among the forwards, Richard Panic uh, started the season in the AHL. Otto Koivula, Andy Andreoff, all of these guys, you know, that that's eight AHL players on your roster out of 18 skaters. That's half, or almost half, of your roster. This was essentially a preseason kind of a roster for the Islanders and a regular season roster for the Rangers. The other reason is safety. Let's think about this. With seven or eight Islanders now coming down with COVID. It is still possible, we are still within the 10 to 14 day incubation period for COVID, that more Islanders will test positive before this is over. I hope not. And certainly, first and foremost, we wish uh, all the Islanders who are out with COVID a complete and speedy recovery. But That means that not only can more Islanders test positive, but it's possible that some of those players could infect members of the Rangers and have yet another team start to go through the COVID protocols and have more players out. So for that reason, I think it was another realistic reason why they could have postponed this game. And then I think the the, the third major reason, to me this is the biggest one, is this. We know what NHL tickets cost. If you're paying, you know, six, seven, eight hundred dollars to take a family of four to a, a hockey game, and you're spending all that money, then you got to pay for parking. You got to get, you know, food, program, pennant, jersey, whatever it is you're going to get uh, at the game. You want to see value for your money, and you're paying. to see a game staffed half with AHL players. I don't know how good I'd feel about that. So, you know, to me, uh, I question whether or not they should have played this game. Now, I understand why they did. Uh, You certainly want to cancel games as a last resort. You have the compressed schedule. Yeah, all those reasons, yeah, I can understand them. But... The bottom line to me is that this Islanders team really didn't have much of a chance before the puck was even dropped, and that is, you know, unfortunate and something the league should try very hard to avoid. As for Simeon Varlamov, uh, 0-4 now on the season, he didn't play badly, especially when you consider 
the players that were in front of him under the circumstances. So uh, Varley, not on his A game, didn't play outstanding, but he is not the reason this Islander team didn't win. And, you know, seven games, seven goals during this seven-game losing streak, that is just not going to get it done. And it really means that a goalie has to be perfect or close to perfect to give his team a chance to win. Uh, so overall, just not a lot to be happy about. Uh, didn't like the way the Rangers went after J.G. Pajot late in the game. There was a hit by Pajot uh, that the Rangers thought should have drawn a penalty. Uh, and then Alex Lafreniere went after Pajot. Uh, they each got five for fighting, no instigator penalty in that sense, and you knew they were going after Pajot, that they weren't happy with the hit. Uh, Wallstrom then goes with uh, Dylan Hunt late in the game, uh, roughing penalty for uh, Wallstrom and a slash, and Hunt just got the slash, but look, there were 14 seconds left in the game, and at that point, it really didn't matter, but Look, I like the camaraderie of this team. I like the fact that they're staying together, that they're playing for each other. But put all that aside, until this team gets healthy again, and I mean that both injury-wise and COVID-wise, until they're able to actually field 14, 15 NHL-caliber players, it is going to be very difficult for this Islanders team to start winning hockey games and being competitive. Now, they haven't quit. I give them certainly credit for that. They are playing together as a team. But look, this Metropolitan Division, this Eastern Conference, very, very competitive. And the problem is, the longer this losing streak goes on and the further behind the Islanders fall the tougher it is going to be for this team to get back into uh, contention in the Metropolitan Division. And you you hate to see, you know, I, I remember years where injuries and November swoons, boy, that was a big thing 10 years ago, uh, so many times where, you know, Rick DiPietro got hurt or a bunch of different players got hurt. And, you know, the team would go on a 1-10-1 or 1-10-2 swoon in November, and then the rest of the season would just be playing out the string. This team is too talented and too good for that when they're all healthy, but the longer this slump goes on, the tougher it's going to be, and now the Islanders are eight points out of seventh place in the Metropolitan Division. Yeah, they got a game in hand on New Jersey, two games in hand on Philly, but got a lot of ground to make up, and we know with the loser point, it isn't easy. But keep the faith, Islanders fans. Barry Trotz, good coach. The talent is there on this team, and it'll be interesting to see how they respond to this. Uh, Friday, their next game, uh, hosting the Pittsburgh Penguins, another divisional game, and that one is at 730 We will have a full preview coming up on tomorrow's show. 
We've got more to get to on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We've got our Islanders birthday of the day, an offensive defenseman from the 90s. See if you can guess who it is. That and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. It's Thanksgiving and we all know what that means. Football and nothing goes better with football than turkey and betting. Bet Online has you covered all holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this Thanksgiving. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus with the promo code LOCKED ON. So, again, because you're a Locked On Islanders listener and you use that promo code LOCKED ON, BetOnline.ag will give you a 50% welcome bonus. That's free money to bet on the site just because you like and listen to this podcast. And look, it's not just football. BetOnline has pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, and even your favorite Vegas casino games. So don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, we're stuffed with deals this Thanksgiving. Time now for our Islanders birthday of the day. And this is a uh, a favorite of mine. Uh, happy uh, 56th birthday to former Islanders defenseman Jeff Norton, the native of Acton, Michigan, uh, excuse me, Acton, Massachusetts, a third round pick of the Islanders back in 1984, spent three seasons at the University of Michigan and then made his Islanders debut in the 1987-88 season, stayed with the team through the end of the 92-93 season, had two 50-plus point seasons with the Isles, 89-94 goals and 53 points in 60 games that year. Uh, And then again in 92-93, 12 goals and 50 points for Norton. He was a good power play player, Moved the puck well, skated well after leaving the Islanders, played for the Sharks, the Blues, the Oilers, the Lightning, the Panthers, the Sharks again, the Penguins, the Panthers again, and then finished his career with his hometown Boston Bruins for three games at the end of the 2001-2002 season. 799 career NHL games for Norts, 52 goals, 384 points, 615 penalty minutes, add 65 playoff games, four goals, and 25 points there. Some of those playoff games coming with the Islanders, including uh, the 1990 season, and then again in 92-93 when the Islanders went on the long playoff run. We're going to look back at one of Jeff Norton's better games with the Isles, better times, October 15th. 1992 at the old Spectrum in Philadelphia, Glenn Healy, the goalie for the Islanders, Dominic Rossell uh, is the goalie for Philadelphia, and our Islanders' birthday of the day, Jeff Norton, got things started for the Isles at the 10:59 mark of the first period. Norton, his second, Pat Flatley, Ray Ferraro with the assists, one nothing, Islanders. But Later on in the period, with Bill Berg off for tripping, the Flyers get a power play, and Rod Brindamore, yes, he was a player before he was a GM, he had his second, Mark Recchi and Kevin Deneen at 18.08, 1-1 after one period. In the second, the Islanders take the lead. Mick Vakoda, a goal, his first, from Bill Berg and Tom Fitzgerald at 4-10, 2-1 Isles, but 
special teams come back to haunt the Islanders. First, the Islanders shorthanded Pat Flatley off for interference, Brian Benning. His third, Eric Lindros and Rod Brindamore with the assist at 528. That tied it at two. And then later on in the period, the Islanders had a power play. They gave up a shorty to Mark Recchi, unassisted his second at 729. Islanders trailing three to two. But 28 seconds later, Ray Ferraro, an unassisted goal, his first of the year, ties things at three. And then late in the period, the Islanders' power play clicks again. And Derek King gets his second from Pierre Turgeon at 1947. So at the end of the period, it was the Islanders three and the Flyers three uh, as we headed in, excuse me, Islanders four and the Flyers three as we headed into the intermission. Then in the third, Pierre Turgeon adds to the Islander lead his fourth and assist for Jeff Norton, our Islanders birthday of the day, and one for Uwe Krupp at 736. Flyers got closer on the power play. Brian Benning from Lindros and Recchi at 1245, but Healy shuts the door after that. Healy finished the game with 25 saves to earn the win, and the Islanders beat the Flyers 5-4 for Jeff Norton, our Islanders' birthday of the day. One goal, one assist, a plus three, two penalty minutes, and a great all-around game for Jeff Norton. Norton is our Islanders' birthday of the day. Happy birthday and happy Thanksgiving to Jeff Norton and many, many happy and healthy more. Want to wish everyone all the best this Thanksgiving. Hope you enjoy the podcast. And trust me, fans, things will get better. We will be back tomorrow. We'll have our farm report. We'll also have uh, a preview of Friday's game uh, against the Penguins and a game against the Rangers this weekend. Hopefully those games will be played and the Islanders will have enough players to handle it but uh, one step at a time and one day at a time. Until then, stay safe. Be well, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. And of course, let's go Islanders.